Welcome to Side Talks. Oh, it's as if a ghost could speak. You know what? Um, I was thinking if we open the podcast in that way, you know those things that they do now where they have the sleep apps and it's like Harry Styles who's like, you're getting very sleepy. What? Do you like my British accent? You don't know about this? Like like a you know an app that where where people talk to you in soft relaxing yeah tones. it's a pay app and it's it is it is usually famous people including Harry Styles is one of them he's just like you're drifting off I have so many students who you're don't need to sleepy. know about that you're very very tired mm-hmm. you're going to bed now and I'd like to tell you that there's a wind outside your door well we want people to continue listening to this podcast but that's not what fall I'm asleep. asking you and I mean aside from my terrible British accent. Just absolutely terrible. Do you think more people would listen if we just sleep app them into this podcast? No, it'd be like you, you and Inherent Vice. People would turn it off immediately I don't know. and go to I bed. Feel calm. I feel like maybe they'd listen because they, they want to be soothed by my voice. Does it working? Let us know if it's working. Very, very sleepy as you listen to this podcast. About cinema, which is what this about is a podcast movies, about. About movies, which are boring. They can't be. <laughs> Oh, this is called Side Talks Podcast, and you're awake now. I like how I came out of the gate shouting, and now you're doing ASMR <laughs> I'm trying shit. to bring it. To, this is not ASMR. I really don't think it is. I think it's something else. It's sleep apis. Okay. All right. Says, says, Side Talks Podcast. Let's talk about movies. All right. Let's go. Big, big bucks. Today's my day. Let's go. Big bucks. No whammies. No whammies. Big bucks. Big bucks. Well, it is time for the filmmaker lightning round. <laughs> lightning strikes. That's right. So today, you know, we had a five-minute fight a few episodes ago about Julia Roberts. Ooh, that reminds me. I'm on a roll of winning. A winning roll, if you will. Yeah, you did win that one. But, did. but and you, you actually threw in the towel. I, you well, really because did. you swayed me with your, your position on Julia Roberts. That's, but. That's my strength, my we, pers- persuasion. <laughs> we thought that um, her filmography deserved perhaps a closer look. So today we're dedicating the filmmaker lightning round to the filmography of Julia Roberts. Ups and you know downs. What? Let me pause for a second and say, I think the lightning round is an especially good time to mention Revelator Coffee. Because it'll jolt you up oh my just God. like a bolt of lightning. And they do sponsor us. So That's true. This Our lightning round, wonderful like the, sponsor. Yes. This lightning round, like the rest of the podcast, is brought to you by Revelator Coffee. That's right. That's right. Um, anyway, sorry. Go ahead. I could use a cup of Revelator Coffee I could right too. Now. I know. I'm boring you. That, uh, sleep, <laughs> that sleep app intro really just, gotcha. Yeah. Lulled me to dreamland. Well, let's talk about the Julia Roberts and maybe we'll wake the hell up. All right. So let's, let's what, what is a uh, Julia Roberts movie that you love? Okay. So here's the thing. Okay. Her IMDb list is very long. It's, it's very, very long. long. She likes that money. Peaks and valleys. Peaks and valleys. And so there are actually quite a few things on here that I like. But okay. I'm going to go with something you already are aware of that has is on my top um, 200 list, and that is a film called Closer. But I also want to mention I do absolutely love Closer. I think it's an amazing film. Yeah, it's, it's a great, great breakup film. It's There's so many um, awesome things about that movie. But I'll also throw out that I love Pretty Woman. Okay. I do. Yeah. I really like it. Well, that's... I like when she gets... To, I'm like Romeo and Michelle. I like when she gets to shop. Yeah. Okay. Well, Closer was the movie that I love as well. Yeah. Um, uh, underrated movie. I remember seeing it in theaters in 2004 when I was a senior in high school. And I was yeah. just like, hey, this is great. Mike Nichols is great. These actors are all great. The screenplay is great. 
Uh, it's not it's not what you think it is either. No. And it is I will say there are some it is one of those films that there are a handful of things in this in this movie that are really, really memorable. Yeah. Really incredibly memorable. I, I highly recommend this if you haven't seen it. And don't be swayed by that cover. The cover isn't great. The, you know, the, the sort of the artwork for the film is yeah. like a little weak. And it feels like a lot of other things on the surface, but it is really not, I assure you. It's it's a vicious movie. It really too. is. And it stands out because the, the film is structured just as, as a series of, you know, conversations, many of which devolve into arguments. And it just strikes me that, you know, there are four movie stars in this movie, uh, some some of whom were among the biggest movie stars in the world, you Absolutely. know, Julie Roberts. Can you think of the last time anybody made a movie like this? Not like, not, I know what, you, what you're saying. Like, yeah. With, with these, the, just like a the grown up of, movie. Yeah, with the level of star power that the four, and is it Clive Owens? Clive Owen, Jude Owen. Law, Natalie Portman. Yeah. And you know what's I I actually I think more than anybody else in this film I really like Clive Owen which yeah, is he's, which is oh this, yeah you would not have guessed that best going performance into this. in the movie he got an Oscar nomination for it too and and he deserved it the best performance in the movie Portman's great th- too though the characters are really well sketched mm-hmm. uh, very I, I I just feel like this is yeah I just I think it's a great relationship film I really do absolutely. Uh, I, I also want to mention, though, I can't, you know, again, as much as I've fought against Julia Roberts, here I ha- I'm coming with three titles I really like. <laughs> and that is to say that, you know, being from the South, Steel Magnolias, we must mention. Yeah. It is very play-like. I get it. But it is a really, really lovely film in so many ways, has so many great moments, and it's a great mom film. So I'm just throwing that in there, too. That's true. All right. A movie starring Julia Roberts that you like more than most people. Um, Ready to Wear. The the Altman film. Yes, and yeah. I think I even used this for my Altman conversation. I think you did too, and and I still have not seen this. So I would say that, yeah, I think I, I think that, and and maybe even though I don't know what the reception is, I actually like my best friend's wedding, and I think maybe that one gets you know oftentimes swept into a category of eye roll, which fair, but I do actually like that film. I enjoyed it. I, I saw think, it in the theater. Yeah, I think a I lot of people the, there's some fondness yeah. out there for my yeah. best friend's wedding. That's another film I haven't seen since. VHS in 1997. Mm-hmm. Couldn't tell you a thing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie that I like more than most people featuring Julie Roberts is Steven Soderbergh's Oceans 12. Okay. The crazy uh, sequel that enters meta territory where Julie Roberts plays, you know, the, the character of Tess Ocean. And at one point during the heist, she has to impersonate movie star Julia Roberts. Is that Oceans 11 or 12? 12. Okay. Good uh, to know. I really love... Ocean's 12. It was hit at the time of its release, also 2004, by the way, shortly after Closer, for just being movie stars, just kind of having a wank in Europe and and not really, you know, there's not really a plot to this movie. It's just kind of a fun hangout movie. But it's Soderbergh, and the people are having so much fun, and I had so much fun with it. It's just, again, good vibes, uh, a good hangout movie, Uh, movie stars not taking themselves too seriously, including Julia Roberts. Um, in particular. So I really, really love Ocean's 12, one of my top 200 films of all time. I know that that causes people to look at me in a weird way, but whatever. Yeah, it does. It really does. So what's a Julia Roberts movie that you don't like as much as other people? (laughs) Where do I start? 
Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with a very provocative one, and one uh-huh. that you're, this is the one that you would never guess. Okay, I'm about to throw something at you that I think you're gonna jump back up out of your seat. Okay, okay, and that is fucking Mystic Pizza. I've never seen Mystic Pizza, so I can't jump out of my seat. I don't really like Mystic Pizza. Yeah, okay. And I think everybody because it it does like a lot of you know it does a lot of that sort of kitschy kind of crap that a lot of the films I really loved does do the whatever i'm Uh having all kinds of speech problems today um but i because of that i think people assume i would like mystic pizza but i it's kind of dark yeah it's way darker than and i remember having some i don't know it it just i didn't like the world Mm. and what's his dick is in it what's that guy's name i don't know well he's a famous guy he kind of plays a doofus in this though vincent d'onofrio oh i like vincent d'onofrio i don't like him in this Mm. okay and so everything about this film, mm, I don't know. and I've also been to, what is it, Mystic Vermont or Mystic uh-huh. wherever the hell it is. Where is it? Where's Mystic? What's in this one? Up north in the northern <laughs> area. And I've been to that Mystic Pizza and the pizza wasn't good. So fuck you, Mystic Pizza. Wow. Shots fired. But if Mystic Pizza from Connecticut or wherever the hell it is, I think it's Connecticut. If Mystic Pizza in Connecticut wants to sponsor us, we'll change our mind about What the if pizza. they sponsored us in pizza, though? Would you take that I'd deal? I'd still, yes, because you know what? Uh, I, even bad pizza is good pizza. Am I wrong? No, you're not. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to take, take down a, a sacred cow for uh, millennials who have a fond uh, remembrance of a certain movie from their childhood that has never been good and is certainly not good now. That yeah. movie is called Hook from Steven Spielberg. Yeah. It's bad. It's yep. always been bad. Tinker it's just Hill. a bunch of... Uh, Actors mugging in ugly sets in a poorly paced movie, um, and I've never had any time for it. You can keep it. I'm glad that you like a movie, but Hook is bad. So there. Does, does anybody really like that though? I don't a think any, lot of people. No, I don't think anybody in the world likes Hook. No, you are. I'm going on the record. No, you're mistaken. There are a lot of people who listeners, like listeners. Listeners, if you like Hook, email us because I don't believe your ass. Podcast we're at gonna, Sidewalk Fest. We're going to get an email. Email me. We're going to get an email. I, I would be willing to bet, Sam. Please take note. We're not going to get one single email that says, I like Hook. Who would actually take the time to type that? Not a single person. No one. All right. All right. Post it on Facebook. Post it on Insta. Post it on, what do you do on TikTok? TikTok it. <laughs> I don't care. Nobody likes Hook. Um, Disagree. There are people out there who like it, but yeah. I'm not one of them. Yeah, it's bad. It's, it's bad. bad. It's bad. We agree. Um, is there a Julie Roberts movie that you think you may need to rewatch? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, first of all, I would say uh, Ocean's 12 because uh-huh. I didn't realize the meta-ness of this all, which makes me think, have I even seen this film? Yeah. So I do. I definitely, based on you know a previous conversation that we had, me, you, Sam, about this, about the meta-ness of it, um, and then your mention of it today, I need to see that again. And then I will always go back to Sleeping with the Enemy for that <laughs> that little montage of the different hats on Julia Roberts' head to the brown-eyed girl. Of course. Well, I, I've mentioned a plenty of movies here that I've never seen or haven't seen since I was a child. I haven't seen Pretty Woman or My Best Friend's Wedding since I was a child. So I'd, those would like, be fun. Yeah, I, I do need to revisit those as an adult so I can actually, you know, see what they are. Um, I don't really have any memory of them either. Um, but the one I put on my list is a movie that I, I saw. I, I haven't seen this movie in twenty years, but but it's a movie that. 
that I remember enjoying, and it's from a really well-regarded director, director Alan J. Pakula in the movies The Pelican Brief, where Julia oh. Roberts stars with Denzel no, Washington. No, Corey, no. No? That's going on my list of, if you watch that again and like it, that's going on my list of I hate. And I, you know I hate Notting Hill, too. Though? Oh, I think The Pelican Brief is so bad, and I will fight that one with you, and I hate Notting Hill. So, man, my list has gotten, my list is long. Okay, but why do you hate The Pelican Brief? It's boring. It's, okay. It's annoying. It's at 45 minutes too long. Well, that's it's probably true. Dated. It's all the things that I'm just like, oh, this you is don't, on. You don't like a Grisham? Are no. you? A, you don't like a no. Grisham under any circumstances? No. See, no. that's that's kind of like. I don't like that kind of shit. I don't like the Da Vinci Code. I don't like all that mess. Well, fine. All that but, rot. But like, uh, that's kind of like, you know, 90s sweet spot area for me. The the legal thriller Grisham uh, adaptation you know what? sort yeah, of thing. When you go back and watch this, you go ahead and slack me and let me know if you like it. Because if you like it, I swear we're going to fight about this. Mm. That thing is a mess. It's got Denzel, though. I don't give I like a Denzel. Shit. I don't, Denzel, every film in the world has Denzel in it. That's not true. His IMDb page is like 50,000 feet. He's made a lot of chameleon feet long. I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm not in a hurry to rewatch this because it's probably not going to hold up, but I remember thinking it was pretty fun. Um, oh, fun is I, the opposite of what this I thing is. I did last year watch The Client and A Time to Kill, two same other film. Grisham movies. So you have seen it. Well, I've, so you have I've seen it because it's the all same movie. Before. All you have to do is watch one of them, Corey. One. Well, the client it's like an and episode a time of to CSI, kill. SUV, whatever the fuck. <laughs> the client and the time to kill were not good at like at all. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but they're you know different filmmakers. Alan J. Pakula, you know, brought us all the president's men. How bad could this be? Yeah. Well, I, I guess I know the answer. Yeah, to that. you know the answer to it. Also, by the way, I watched the film The Mexican. At some point in my life, I've seen this film, uh-huh. and I have no recollection of it whatsoever. Yeah, that one got past me. I've never seen that one. Uh, so maybe I should have put that rewatch, because it's weird when you watch a movie and you literally... I mean, you look at something like Closer, where I can recall... I could just right now recount like 10 scenes. And granted, I've seen it more than once. But even after seeing it once, I could recount like 10 scenes. And then I have no recollection whatsoever of what the hell the Mexican is even about. Fun fun feedback, or a fun little tidbit about Closer, by the way. Uh, got me into the Smiths. Because of that oh. scene in the the club with How Soon Is Now. Wow, that's really strange, considering how old I am. Yeah. And well, what got me into the Smiths was... Was just being... Being born. Yeah, being around when the Smiths were producing <laughs> just, music. Just existing and breathing air yeah. somehow yeah. got me into them. Well, we but all got to get there somewhere. I'm glad something did it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that was the Filmmaker Lightning Round on Julia Roberts. Thank you, Revelator uh, Coffee, for allowing us to be awake during this segment. Yep. That's it. That's it. That's the lightning round. That's the lightning round. Roll your mouse over the biscuit maker. Uh, uh, of, uh... Echo. Foxtrot. Man, that's weird. Oh, boy, it's time for that new, new segment. Uh Uh-huh. Which I won't be able to say for much longer. Not much longer. Man, that's weird. So you've got some weird little factoids about uh, cinema history to share today. I with do. me and our listeners. So uh, what is uh, this this first little weird tidbit that you bring us today? All my weird tidbits today are based on the Hollywood sign. And wow. there's a lot okay. to the Hollywood sign. Okay, yeah, so I know right. the stuff that everybody knows, right? That the Hollywood sign was a real estate development sign at one point in time. It mm-hmm. was Hollywood land and it mm-hmm. wasn't just Hollywood, you know, was it became just Hollywood as the letters, you know, sort of sort of deteriorating, right? And falling yeah, off. Yeah. Um, but here's some things that I think you might be interested in. 
And and most of these are about the iteration of the letters and so on and so forth. Okay. And so there have been a few times – and you remember probably in most recent history that somebody went up and turned it to Hollyweed. That wasn't that yes. long ago. It might have even been co- during COVID that that happened. I do remember hearing about that. Some people yeah. had some extra time on their hands, so fine, whatever. Uh, but in 1987 – Officially, this was an official use of the Hollywood sign. That in 1987, for a promotion for the primetime launch of the Fox Television Network, Uh-oh. they had the sign read Fox for five whole days. Well, they took down everything else. I guess that's weird. I guess, and that's then, Rupert Murdoch money for you. I yeah, guess that's what happens. And then let's just kind of cut forward a little bit here. And uh, around in 1992, a 75 foot tall cutout of Hollywood, Hollywood, right. The main mm-hmm. character from the 1992 film Cool World. That's right. Right. Uh, well, they had that character, sort of a cutout version of it, that appeared to sit on the sign. Ugh. It was added as part of the promotion for the film. That's a nightmare. Well, guess what? The alteration angered local residents. Really, really made them mad. And they said the cartoon character was appalling and an insult to women. You know what? Everybody who saw Cool World would agree. <laughs> Uh, so that's an interesting one. And then this is my personal favorite, that supporters of Ross Perot in 1992, in October specifically of 1992, changed the sign during the presidential election to say, Perot would. Perot would. Good <laughs> cry. Come on. I got this voodoo stick. Yeah, well, I, obviously that worked. Yeah, it did. It did. It <laughs> he did. Got, he, he got, got what, elected 2% of the, ev- the, the entire trajectory of this country. Anyway, um, and then my final little note about the Hollywood sign, because I think these are all – I could keep going about the Hollywood. We might we have a second installment of the Hollywood sign. It's a really fun one. Um, but did you know that one of the O's in the Hollywood sign – you know who paid for it? Mm-mm. One of the O's was paid for by Alice Cooper. What? Yes. Why? Alice Cooper paid – and get, I don't know, but he did. And here's the thing I think you're going to really appreciate. He donated it in memory of Groucho Marx. I do Another why? That. I mean, who would have who would have ever guessed? Uh, maybe he just really likes you know animal crackers and duck soup and a night at the opera. Yeah, maybe Th- does he? I, um, I'd be curious to find out. I bet you'll never guess. Or actually, let me rephrase that. I bet you're gonna guess who bought the H, who paid for the H. It's. LA. Is it a famous person who famous has a person. name that starts with H exactly. and another name that starts with that's H? That's exactly right. So that's Hugh Hefner? Hugh Hefner. Yeah, that makes of sense. Of course he did. Yeah. Of course he yeah. had to do that. Yeah. So yeah, that's, man, that's weird. Yeah, well, that, those are sign. some interesting little facts that I didn't know. That's yeah. that's really that's cool. One, right? Yeah. Thank you for listening to Side Talks podcast. We're can, dialing things down again. Yeah, well, you can now. Now you really can go to sleep. I'm just. I'm thinking we get more listeners if they go to sleep listening to this, and maybe we just read everything this way. We just talk this way the whole time. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. We're your own personal cinematic, Diane Keaton and Bette Midler. Um, first wives. First wives club. club. Yeah. First wives club. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Plus yeah. those two. I mean, at some point, they were going to be in a movie together. Uh, yeah. Goldie Hawn, too. I mean, at some point, people were going to put them in a film together. That's just the way it's going to be. I was talking with a friend about this the other day. Um, that's another movie, The First Wives Club, that I haven't seen since I was a child. So mm-hmm. I should probably... Well, I, I say that I should probably watch it as an adult. But, like, I saw a glimpse of it on TV the you know not too long oh, ago. Oh, yeah. I'm like, eh. You know what another one is? I'm, that's, I'm okay. Could be the same cast, but it's not. What? A book club. Yeah. The Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. Keaton and Mary Steenburgen, maybe. Yeah. It is Mary Steenburgen. I don't know. Candace Bergen. Yeah. Candace Bergen. That's right. We could have been been your own personal cinematic Candace Bergen and 
Diane Keaton, it would have been the same effect, right? I, you know, I didn't see Book Club for obvious reasons, um, but I do love all of those actresses. Well, apparently, uh, and I hope I'm not telling on Chloe when I say this, but apparently Chloe, um, you know, our boss at Sidewalk, uh-huh. executive director of Sidewalk, and her, uh, I, she's going to kill me maybe for telling this, but apparently her and her husband, Josh, who you also know, took, a, took a, I think, their mother-in-law uh-huh. to go see this film, thinking this isn't, you know, this is going to be a great film for, book, for a mother-in-law. This is a mom movie. It, inoffensive. It's about it older ladies reading. incredibly uncomfortable well. <laughs> throughout the whole thing. Because, yes, it's. she said it was sort of all these women getting very hot and bothered over Fifty Shades of Grey for a solid two hours. So I really appreciate but that. But we, we all lived through that as a culture. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. ladies uh, getting all hot and Not bothered just by, ladies, by, but Well, yeah. that's true. That's true. I, I should, you're right. I withdraw the statement. Uh, people of all stripes getting hot and bothered by oh, Fifty Shades and of, you know of what? Grey. I would totally argue with you on something. Sam, you ready for this one? I would argue, especially the second installment of 50 i think it's 50 shades darker maybe yeah 50 shades if you would be willing to watch that i would be willing to fight that well i've already seen it but i don't remember a thing about it okay well um, i would be willing you know what i i would i wouldn't be fully earnest it wouldn't be fully earnest but i would totally put the gloves on for that film i cackled through oh, that first I, was saying, I really enjoyed it i really uh, enjoyed it it's so anyway um i never saw the third i never saw the oh, concluding I chapter I did because when i saw the second one y'all i went we went on Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. Okay, it was just Valentine's Day, and, and we're in the theater, and it was exactly what you think that theater looked like. I went to the edge to see it, yeah. okay? and it was exactly what you think that it was just shoulder to shoulder of nothing but estrogen in the room. <laughs> there might have been two gay dudes in the back, you know what I mean? But yeah. this was, and it was mostly like older, you know, fifties, like late fifties, sixties, even into seventies women who were there either alone or with their their you know little GF right, uh-huh. their little BFF, their little. And so they're all in there, and they are riled up. I mean, the minute that the titles came on, they were screaming. And every time she got a GIF, which, by the way, this is basically uh, 95 minutes of her getting GIFs. Like, there's an iPad. There's a, It's just 95 minutes of her un- unpacking GIFs. Every time she got a GIF, they applauded. Every time. It was like, woo, 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 clap, clap, clap. And, you know, screaming at the screen, get it, girl. Get that gift. And, and then when... <laughs> When the credits went down, it was one of the few times I've ever seen unanimously, especially, especially in Alabama, the entire audience sat in place. Wow. You see, they knew something I didn't know, which is we were going to get the teaser for the next one, right? <laughs> so they all sit in their seat and the teaser comes up for the next one and they were roaring. And the one lady behind me goes, well, hell, you know where I'll be this time next year. Oh, my God. So it was a, it was maybe my favorite Valentine's Day ever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I saw it. Believe me, guess where I was a year later. You were seeing watching the third that movie. third installment. Yeah, which that's I, right. Yeah, we're sponsored day. by Revelator Coffee and Boutwell Studios. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening. That uh, was a long ass outro. It but, was. You know, when you talk about Fifty Shades of Grey, I'm going to speak. That's true. I mean, it was worth it. It was worth bringing in all of that up. Um, Chloe might disagree, but it, yeah, but, we'll but hear, I, I'll hear about it later. Yeah. I'll hear about it later. Yeah. Um, sidewalkfest.com or at sidewalkfilm on social media. That's where you can find Cinema Showtimes 
Paul Verhoeven movies playing this December. It's super exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited to so see so much good stuff coming up. Robus, it, Robocop and ba- Basic Instinct and Showgirls yeah. on the big screen, along with his new film Benedetta. I'm and really excited for that. Got some fun promotional surprises coming up for Benedetta, and I'll also say we've got a holiday series that's coming out. Hey, and yeah, that that holiday series is a really strange one. It's all centered on the '90s, and it's going to be weird as hell. We've got the Preacher's Wife. Ooh. I'm not even joking. We've got um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Absolutely. We've got uh, Eyes Wide Shut. I should get am really, in very the, excited really into for the that. spirit. We, we got that one. And then, Sam, what's the last one? I'm stalling here. Um, Eyes Wide Shut. Da, da, da. Oh my gosh, we got one more. Oh, Batman Returns. Oh, hell yeah. So you should be happy with a few of those. I'm I'm thrilled yeah. with, with that lineup. That's very exciting. Yeah. yeah. Come see us at the cinema. I think I might. Bye. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.